0: And welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeats. My name is Dave Taylor, and this is part two. And we look at the career of The Undertaker. Yes, it's Eat Sleep Podcast Repeats, FM 99 106.9, The Fox's only wrestling podcast. We've been doing this for a number of years, and this has been a big show for us. The, uh, the video we did for this, I got such an amazing treatment, and we want to give you the audio version of this podcast as we look at the career of The Undertaker. And this is part two of the podcast. So a couple of notes. Uh, thanks for listening, however you're doing it. Maybe it's on uh, SoundCloud, maybe it's on Stitcher, it's on TuneIn, it's through Apple. Or maybe you're listening to us on our websites through FM99.com or 1069thefox.com. We appreciate that as well. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ESPR99. You can always email us at ESPR FM99.com and let us know what you think about this episode or some other episodes or maybe uh, some other topics that you like us to cover. So without further ado, here is part two of our look at the amazing career of the WWE legend, The Undertaker. Part of the early part of the, uh, the ops, if you will. Um, I mean, you had the match. It was a train and big shot mania, which was skippable. Um,
1: you know, he had the, yeah, Orton it cast, wasn't great.
0: He had the Orton match at mania you know, with, with Bob Orton, uh, with the cast on, which was great. Those uh, were good. The, the, the Orton um,
1: feud was good.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Mark Henry mania match. Um, you know, it, it, then you had uh, two that I saw in person. I'll just mention WrestleMania 30, uh, 23 and 24, Batista and Edge. Um, mm-hmm. I know...
1: By the, the way, v- is, Edge, is Edge, and this is going to sound funny because people are going to argue with me about this all, all the time, but I see Edge thrown out there all the time as Undertaker's best opponent. The 24 match is really good. I think a lot of people don't give it credit because I think of where Edge was at the time, but, but that was probably one of Edge's best matches. Oh, without a doubt. But I think he had a series of matches with Taker, and I think they were all great matches. They had, I think it was um, a
0: ladder match of some kind where he got, uh, well, because he, he Edge beat him for Money in the Bank, and then mm-hmm. they had the match where um, I think like he chokeslammed him like through the ring or whatever it was. You Wasn't know, he that Hell in
1: a Cell? Hell in a Cell, or yeah, one of those yeah. like, ladder matches were. Well, I think he pulled so, out a ladder in the Hell in a Cell and then yeah. – yeah, off or off that or something like that. But I remember him doing it in the Hell in a Cell and doing the eye rolling thing in his hands, and the fire came up from the hole and everything. Um, and it was, but I mean, Edge is—I don't know. It was—it was fantastic. You—you uh, you saw WrestleMania 23. I thought when I watched it at the time, it was good. I, I yeah, mean, the Apolista match was—it was pretty good. Yeah. That one, and it, it probably to me like was one of the Taker's better matches around
0: that time, where we seemed like in a few years of okay, it was okay. But this was like, maybe it was the opponent because Batista's a big guy and could wrestle. Okay. All right. Fair
1: point. Fair point.
0: Yeah. You know, then the next year, um, you, you know, yeah, Edge is the champion, which is odd for Taker to win the title two manias in a row, I thought. But this was the main event. Uh, you know, you, you get the big entrance and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you... Yeah,
1: real quick, before we get too far past, I just want to bring this up real quick because I meant to mention it beforehand. And I just want to bring this up for anybody out there who's watching and may not have seen this match prior. I think there's a hidden gem in the Undertaker's uh, early 2000s that goes largely unnoticed uh i'd made a note of this and i just get we got talking about other things and i forgot 2002 the vengeance pay-per-view it's a triple threat between undertaker kurt angle and the rock it is an unsung gem from those three guys and i think undertaker deserves a lot of credit for it too because he's clearly steering the match um and i think everybody needs to go out of their way to take a look at that match i didn't mean to interrupt what we're talking about now we had just jumped past it we yeah. had just jumped past the early 2000s. We were done with it, and I'd forgotten to mention it, so I wanted to throw that out there real fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but like I said, but after that, you know, there was this fan where it wasn't, you know, there's some okay-taker matches, you know, because it's just tough, you know. But I thought yeah. 23 24 were good. Um, but i tell you what, is when it really got good.
1: Oh, the, the, the very next year was, I mean, yeah. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, guys, does it get better than that? um Shawn michaels and the undertaker wrestlemania 25 wow what a great match i mean what a great match literally two guys two dudes who would be on almost almost everybody's mount rushmore of wrestling yeah um at least at least one of them would be you know and they uh, you know realistically should have been past their primes but they put on this match like they were i mean Nobody could touch that. No. And the crazy thing is because, you know, they, they feared it, what,
0: 12, 13 years prior to that. But mm-hmm. like, and I'm how the cell is good, but this, I mean, this was better was off a five-star match at mania, which is not easy to pull off.
1: No. And what's even harder than pulling off a five-star match at mania, doing it again the next year. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah. WrestleMania 26. They, they run it back and I loved the story of Undertaker doesn't need to wrestle Shawn Michaels again. And Shawn is desperate to find a way to get him into the match. By the way, that is the, the, the promo video for that match at WrestleMania 26 is my favorite promo video of any of them. Any hype video they've ever done in WWE. I think it's yeah. so incredibly well done. Um, an amazing match that yet again uh, blows the roof off everything uh, yeah. on that show. And it, it ends up being the quasi retirement of Shawn Michaels at that point, who stayed retired for what eight years or something like that, or yeah,
0: uh, yeah,
1: I mean the one nine yeah, the years, one match. I don't know what it was at uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, yeah.
1: Can What's we it? all just collectively agree that like any shows that happen in Saudi Arabia don't happen? can we just pretend like there's some kind of like alternate universe like like marvel does all the time there's this alternate yeah. universe that doesn't affect us here in our normal the normal universe like Time's can we just we yeah 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 can we just <laughs> pretend that those are something else because good lord that no no i hated that um but in any event <laughs> this match here was a a an, again another five star match between these two they somehow topped what they did the year before which is incredible yeah. And it was an amazing send off for Sean at that point. And really, I thought maybe near the end for The Undertaker, too.
0: Well, I, I thought so, too. Uh, then maybe he kind of becomes part time after this. You know, we don't, because, because you know, after the first Shawn match, he took off four months. You know, he he wins the title, which I think was the last time he won the WWE title. Mm-hmm. Shawn cost him the title, Elimination Chamber, because, you know, because Taker didn't want to face him. So, you know, it had which to be your great. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your soul's on the line here. And, um
1: you know they, they they tear down the house they, they closed the show i want to throw this out there real quick michael mentions that he's amazed that we made it to WrestleMania 25 without mentioning brock and taker we're gonna that's gonna <laughs> come up but they're their own thing don't you worry that conversation's <laughs> gonna happen
0: yeah that's so, gonna happen
1: so, yeah without uh, a doubt
0: yeah um so the next couple of years uh you, you got uh you got the matches with uh triple h um, which we thought after the Hell in the Cell one, we thought I, I thought that was it with Taker, you know, because it was like the end of the era with uh, Shawn Michaels being the guest referee, and uh, uh, um, you know, and it was a pretty good match, and you know, but the two Triple H matches back back to back, I thought I thought that was it for uh, for Taker.
1: Oh yeah, and I did too. Uh, but the Triple H matches were also amazing. Uh, yeah, they, like they were pretty, those
0: yeah, out the out there. Cell was, was was great, uh, especially because you thought you know. Michael super kicks Taker, and he's like, "Oh crap, this is it!" You know, he's he's going to count him
1: out, and oh. Michael's selling in that, by the way, was incredible because when yeah. he goes, when he super kicks Taker, and Triple H goes, you know, after he hits him and goes for the pin, uh, and Sean does the count, which to his credit, not a fast count, yeah. um, he does the count, and Taker kicks out, and he like collapses in the corner like that. <laughs> like he he knows mentally, mentally because he's been here, he knows that that's it triple h will not win this match you know what i mean and it was just it was so incredibly well done between the three of them and i I, oh god almighty and the the walkout at the end with all three of them walking out holding you know holding on to each other i'm like wow could there be a better ending in wrestling um for for these guys because that should have been the end for all three at that point right there
0: i i i thought it was i i mean uh it just was It was a perfect ending. Obviously, Michael's, you know, we would see occasionally, but not wrestle, but, you know, show up here and there. Uh, you know, Triple H would fight Brock and, you know, eventually you know, become this leader, you know, uh, man type, if you will, with Daniel Bryan um, for a while. And You know, uh, CM Punk at Mania 29 does not get enough credit. I think that was... No,
1: that was his last uh, really good match, I think. Yeah. yeah I, think, and, and, I think that and, was and his last great Mania. match at WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was a great match. Uh, and then WrestleMania 30, WrestleMania 30. Um, boy, we should, we, we, we gotta, then here's where we have to unpack this a little bit because Brock Lesnar and Taker. Woo. Um, when they first faced each other back when he was American badass or big evil or whatever you want to call him and Taker was the, the young bulldozer running over everybody. Uh, I, I think that Taker did an incredible job making Brock look like a monster at the time. Yeah, um, their Hell in a Cell, while not one of the more memorable Hell in a Cell matches back then, was vicious uh, and brutal to watch, especially with Taker having the the cast and whatnot. Um, I remember that whole storyline going in that Taker was going to be allowed to use the cast as a weapon, and uh, Paul Heyman was very against that, and so was Brock, obviously. <laughs> um. But it was just, but I mean, what a what a match at that at, at that point. I really think that that's worth watching for people back again. Um, yeah. I mean, you talk about their early stuff, and their early stuff was good. But really, I think people truly became hyped about Taker and Undertaker when it went back to, and this is still when you know Taker was one of one of those rare moments we saw him out of the WWE and a real persona when Brock was in UFC. And Brock had just lost to Cain Velasquez yeah. and he comes out and, you know, he's walking by and says, you want to do, you want to do it? And they stare each other down for a second. And then all of us, all of us were like, like, we were so excited. We were, everybody was like, wait, wait, what? Um, We were so excited. And then it took way too long for it to finally happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Because Brock didn't come back immediately. And when he did, he faced John Cena and, you know, it took a little while to get there. Um, age, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against what, how it happened. I mean, it's just the way the world works. But uh, this all leads us to, obviously, uh, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker for the streak at WrestleMania 30. Looking for, looking to become, Undertaker was looking to become 22-0. Ooh, and um, that is not what happened. No, no. It, it's
0: uh, Taker got concussed at some point in the match, doesn't know where. And seems rest if, you,
1: if you're watching the match, it seems relatively early in the match, Uh yeah. just because that's when the pace kind of you realize something's off at that point. You don't know what, because we're not all you know we don't we're not professionals. But, you know, you just know from watching it for years, you're like something's off here. And so it seems like it happens yeah. relatively early. I'm not saying like in the first minute or two, but, you know, relatively early in the match. Now, all the credit in the world to Taker for still getting his way through that match because I didn't look at it as like he's stumbling through this. I looked at it like it's just not great. Um yeah. it's it's okay. You know, it, it just it was kind of slow and it wasn't wasn't great. But I was also attributing that to Undertaker being kind of old at this point. So maybe this is just where we're at. Um and Brock wrestles a very specific style of match now, and it's not always pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um he so I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just not meshing tonight. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, boy. And then the ending. Um,
0: who? Yeah, yeah, the third F5, because, you know, because I think Brock Hicks had about two Tombstones. Oh, yeah. You get a couple of F5s, uh, and then you get that final one where he gets some, and, you know, we're all watching it, you know, on the network, the brand-new WWE network
1: at the time. And, and all of us, uh, all of us are, are – I don't care who you are. You're just you're amazed like, that that happened. Now, at the time <laughs> – I was doing a show uh, called Your Wrestling Show. Uh, I was hosting that show with my friends, Justin, uh, uh, Joe, and Zach. Uh, Zach still has... By the way, Justin has a thing called Wrestle Pals, and Zach has a thing called uh, Haunter's Podcast, which you should check out if you like horror-related stuff. Um, And we were all hosting this event at a, we'll say, popular gaming. Uh, Dave is finally back. Um, We were hosting (laughs) WrestleMania 30 at a popular... We'll call it a popular uh gaming and beverage and eating location Oh, uh, oh you, oh, you really
0: did that i never went to one of those but i always got invited i'm sorry
1: yeah that was us you jerk <laughs> um in any event we had it i'm gonna say this right now because yeah yes we had an s load of people there right so it was great it was a lot of fun zach playing his role all night he has the mic He is riling up the crowd because he is guaranteeing that Brock Lesnar is going to break the streak tonight. And, of course, he's getting booed and people are, you know, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. The moment happens, the one, two, three. I kid you not, the whole room goes silent. Bear in mind, this is standing room only. Like, people are standing everywhere because there's no seats. It is standing room only, and you hear Zach at the front, in front of everybody, go, "Yeah!" Like he just fist pumps, <laughs> like, and he is running back and forth. Ah, I told you, like he is a perfect heel in this moment. And after the shock washes off of everybody, they're booing him. <laughs> and but it was just, I mean, everybody is so like, we, we what. Whoa.
0: Like, well, there's the, the famous shot of that guy, you know, the fan, that you know, even Austin referenced, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy who just shocked, open mouth, open eyes, the whole nine yeah, yards. Which a, a great job of the camera work because you'd find these people in the crowd where you're just like, what happened? Like, like they're Yeah, they're out.
1: just was stunned.
0: He just, well, did, he out? did he not kick out? Like, is this a mistake? Now, people yeah. believe it was a
1: mistake. Oh, I sat there thinking for a second. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to reverse this somehow. Something's going to happen, and they're going to restart it, or something's going to happen, right? And, um, which I, you know, cause I'm thinking in my head, I'm, I'm fantasy booking in, 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 by the millisecond in my head. I'm like, they're going to go, okay, well, we're, we're going to have to like, you know, we'll restart the match and then Brock will lose. And then Brock and Paul will complain that they should have broken the streak and they want to rematch with Taker. Like, okay, that'll, what's what'll happen in my head. No, no, it's just over. That was it. And, um, even Taker said he learned like that day, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. that Brock was going through. over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, you want to talk about like how shocking it was, because because that was like the there was two matches after that. You had the women's match, which I felt really bad for, uh, because the crowd was just dead. And then the main event, which everybody wanted to see, <laughs> one of the greatest mania main events of all time, and the crowd was dead for like the first like five or ten minutes of that match. It took them a while to come back. I mean, it was just amazing. It definitely how- took them a
1: little while to come back. But I also think that the beginning of the match was a lot of Orton and Batista, which the crowd wasn't hyped for. I mean, Daniel Bryan had wrestled earlier on the night with, um, oh. with, with Triple H, and the crowd yeah. had already seen that. So he was kind of selling the injuries from that. And I mean, so it was, the, I think it, it, I think it built like it was supposed to. But I do think it took me a little while to feel excited again. You know, yeah. But yeah, yeah. what's funny is when that happened, I knew Daniel Bryan had to win. Like I mean, there's <laughs> no way Daniel Bryan doesn't win this well, match. This crowd will. Yeah, yeah that'd that be pretty. <laughs> uh, Chuck, <laughs> could you imagine being in that arena live? I no. Yes. You know what? No, I can, actually. Because I was in a huge group of people in that location I was at. I was yeah, not getting yeah. free advertising. And um, so I got to see a huge group react to this live like that. Um, yeah. and, I, I posted and I, on uh, 99's Facebook page, Sean. You talking about the reaction, and
0: I didn't say what happened. I just said, watching WrestleMania, can you believe what happened? And, like, Because I don't want to spoil it for people don't watch it, but it was like the same kind of thing where you're just
1: like, yeah. Yeah. I mean I i wouldn't call it well, I don't know, the micro. Micro micro would be like me and Dave sitting here right now. That's that's micro. <laughs> I um I, I mean there were hundreds of people shoved into a tiny little space. So I mean it was yeah. it was it was quite a group of people. But it was uh it wow, just I mean what a moment. Now the question is uh Philip saying I think T- Taker should have retired afterwards, Chris saying did Brock need the win? I don't think so. Here's the thing. I agree Thank with you Philip again. I agree with Philip again. Once the streak was broken, and after that match, I think Taker probably should have called it quits. But we all know how Taker is. He wasn't happy with it, and he wasn't going to let that be the last match. Um, Chris's point: Did Brock need the win? I don't think so. People will argue that until the day they the, until the day they die, uh, or whether Brock needed the win or not. I think whether I like what they were going to do with Brock or not, that's irrelevant. The idea of the unstoppable monster they were going to make Brock Lesnar, the streak added to that mystique. Um, do I think he needed it? No. I understand why they gave it to him. But here's the thing also. When they booked Brock Lesnar as he was in at that time against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, I think under it's funny because Undertaker said, are you, sure Brock? are you sure it's Brock? You want it to be Brock, right? <laughs> and Vince McMahon's response to him was, if Brock Lesnar doesn't beat you, who the hell will? You yeah. know what I mean? And I I really think logically that makes the most sense because Brock Lesnar at that time was a decorated combat sports uh, uh athlete. He was booked as an absolute monster in his... I mean, he had decimated John Cena. Yeah, well,
0: that, that was, came after. That came after. Oh, did that come I, after? Yeah, it came after because that was the bell for him getting the title for that long time until he lost it to uh that triple... Uh, one, oh, then, that's right. Because he had Eats... Well, was it eat?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah yeah it was thirty one where he lost the title to uh Rollins with
1: the catch okay yeah 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 yeah, you're right about that but, but, um, but, but either way, but I mean that's the but that's the Brock Lesnar they were building, yeah, and they were making that monster out of him, so he i I understand why they did that, why they went there now, I think they could have avoided putting themselves in that box by not booking him against Undertaker at WrestleMania because once you booked him, he had to win, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it I, didn't I, make uh, sense for a broken down on old Undertaker, who we'd seen slowing down, to be able to beat Brock Lesnar at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the reason why I seen Punk match the year before was great was, you know, it was because of his opponents. I mean, that's why it was Triple H. That's why it was Shawn Michaels' last couple of years. I, I thought, you know, I, it, it's worth This is, like, one of the most, like, controversial things in wrestling. Like, should have the streak should have ended, and, you know, it was Brock the right guy. This is almost like the Montreal screw job that people still debate to this day. Yeah, uh, I thought. I mean, at the time, obviously it was shocking, but you know, it was almost like, okay, what are they gonna do with Brock now? You, you know, because I can't believe the end of the streak. But it made sense. They made Brock a monster, so yeah. you know, not winning this match, you know, you know, he, he does he still destroy Cena the same way? Does it become something? Because when he destroyed Cena, you're like, okay, this guy obviously he's a monster right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna beat him until they you know they, they figure out Reigns is their guy
1: when He came back from his uh, appendix. Well, and it, it's uh, still surgery. funny because people were all about him destroying Cena. Like, yeah, people thought that that was great, but really the only reason that worked like it did was because of what they had established at that point with him. Yeah.
0: Which,
1: because, which by way, that ahead. spot would that would have been Daniel Bryan's spot if he didn't get hurt.
0: <laughs> what would? Uh, the spot where uh, the Summerslam because Cena only won the title oh. because of. Um, uh, because uh, Daniel Bryan got hurt. He had to forfeit
1: the title. So, because everybody's right, like,
0: right, Cena's right. winning the title.
1: Why is Cena winning the title? Well, rocking- it, it, it might have, I mean, we might have had Daniel Bryan in that spot. It also might have, he might, they might have still gone through John Cena and then to the title afterwards. You never know. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, God, I wouldn't have wanted to see Daniel Bryan eat that that beating. That that was probably <sighs> the most lopsided, uh, well, you know what? Between that and the Randy Orton one. <laughs> That's so the Randy, Randy Orton was a pretty bad lopsided uh, loss as well, so it was, yeah. it was uh that was pretty vicious as well. But uh, yeah. I mean, either way, the moment without a doubt created a it created a moment in time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a frozen be, moment in time, about
0: all these years later. yeah,
1: yeah, that I mean, people will continue to talk about forever. Yeah. That, that guy's face will be in highlight packages. Forever about WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> Hope they paid him. Uh, you know, and, af- and after that match, uh, we, you know, we don't see t- Taker for a long time. Uh, he, he's down he's at 31. He's down at WrestleMania 31, which you know, we thought, you know, he can come back and face Brock. It wasn't until 32 where he uh, fights uh, Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. at the time when, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with Bray Wyatt.
1: Which, you know? disappointing. <laughs> Never got what we wanted out of that uh, between the two of them. Oh. I, wish, I wish we'd gotten a little more from the two of them. Um, and the match itself was okay. Yeah, it was, it was what it was. Um, they, they just didn't gel very well. And I'm not sure where Taker felt as far as physically at that point. Uh, but I just, I, the, it it was okay. I was excited about the prospect of the two of them, but then, you know, he comes back and then he, and then he beats Bray Wyatt and you're like, okay, well that doesn't really help Bray much, you know, especially since, especially since the streak has already been broken. Like it's, it's a bummer now that Bray, Like, the streak got broken, but Bray's got to be the sacrificial lamb to give Undertaker a win back in the win column so he can be uh, 22-1, and you know? But it is what it is. So, um, and following that, I mean, again, we're still getting the very, 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 very part-time taker at this point.
0: Yeah, you had Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 32 and the Hell in the Cell, Mm -hmm. which was basically, you know, I mean more Shane O'Mac cuz you know he did the jump off the cage and everything else.
1: Right. I mean that again okay for a Hell in a Cell it was it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't incredibly exciting. The only thing we all really remember remember it for is Shane jumping off the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Other than that we don't remember much from it.
0: No. No. It, it,
1: it, then you get the match which I thought was going to be his retirement uh, was the which, Again, uh, this is the third time now we've gotten to a match <laughs> where we thought he would he should retire.
0: Yeah, was was the match against Roman Reigns at Mania. It, it wasn't the great match. It was it, an unfair end to Roman, who the crowd did not like at the time. You know, and no. then here's the passing of the torch. Um, not a great Taker match. Um Taker struggled in this match with a couple of moves which frustrated him, which is why he didn't get well, fired.
1: Taker himself said he had no business being in the ring with Roman at that point. He he yeah. was not he was not physically there. And he should not have been in the ring with Roman. And he said he felt bad for Roman at that point because he didn't give Roman the moment he deserved, you know, at at that point. And yeah, the crowd was all over Roman and whatnot. But you know what? I think in all honesty, you could have gone heel at that point uh, because he came out the next night on Raw, cut the best promo he's ever, one of the best promos he ever, (laughs) probably the best to that point he had ever cut where he just walked out, stood in the middle of the ring, ate up the booze, held the mic up and said, this is my yard now. And then dropped the mic and walked out of the ring. And I was like, that was awesome, um, but yeah, it was unfortunate yeah. because that should have been the end. And Taker even said himself; he said he thought that was the end. You know, he put his hat and his gloves yeah. and his you know holding his yards down because he didn't think, um, he didn't think that that that, that he was going to come back after that. So
0: yeah, no, we kind of thought it was that uh, he comes back at the uh, thirty four with uh, uh with the match against Cena, which it wasn't really a match. I mean, it, it, was, was, a, it was it was a greatest hits. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was just a moment of...
1: Really, it was a like, greatest uh, hit squash match, you know, is what it was. But, you know... Yeah, which it, is it, weird
0: when you think about that with
1: Cena, but... Yeah, but I think Cena just wanted to get in the ring with him one time. Now the pressure yeah. of the streak was... It's so funny, it's, uh, John Cena, he's done interviews where he talked about shooting down matches with Taker to that point at WrestleMania because at that time, the streak was still intact, and he did not want to... He said, I'm not going to be the guy who breaks the streak. He was like, I was yeah. not going to be that guy. Um, he, he, he. But I mean, you know, so they get they get the match. I think that was more for Cena to check off his bucket list, and for Undertaker to kind of get a, a little shine back after that poor showing them the year before.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Cena at that point, I mean, him being in a high profile match and winning would have been like no sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, it didn't matter. and yeah, yeah,
1: it didn't it didn't matter at that point for Cena. Yeah.
0: Then basically, because we didn't really see him much, you know, uh, Taker and stuff, and we saw him at the uh, was it the the Saudi Arabia winning uh, one of you know one of those
1: cups or whatever. I guess that was like his last like real match, if you will. Is Uh, that even a match? Does that does that count? Like, I mean, does does that really count as a match? But that was his last match in the ring, wasn't it? Though I mean, I guess you know he won the trophy that he care less about. He had (laughs) um, well. No, I mean, well, he had what he beat. He beat John Cena at WrestleMania, he beat Rusev in a casket match at the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, That's right, yeah, uh, but uh, he was in a, he he had a couple of tag matches, he did Super Showdown against Triple H, yeah. Um, he fought Goldberg, which was terrible,
0: yeah. But I, I, want, I want to go back after Bray Wyatt at 31. Um, he came back and fought Brock, and I thought some amazing matches that were better than the Mania match, the Hell in the Sal. And then the other match were uh SummerSlam. I just want to point that I thought those were great rock matches. Um, and probably his last outstanding matches for taker. Right. I get with I get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, Michael agrees. All right.
0: Uh, uh but yeah, and I mean yeah, like the matches, We he had the AJ, I think the AJ's the tournament match, because that was the buildup with AJ Styles, I believe.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to gloss over before we get to AJ. Um I want to talk before that where he had uh, the Roman Reigns Undertaker tag match at uh, extreme rules.
0: That was a great match
1: with Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. It was, it was a, that was a really, really good match. And Taker even said he felt great after that match. Like it was solid and he was like, okay, well, is that, is that the last good one I have in me? Is that it? Um, And then he gets pulled back out for another match and it ends up being, uh, he, he shows up for the gauntlet thing in super showdown, which I mean, he showed up and choke slammed player him player in, player. and yeah, yeah. Eh. and he 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 ends up winning that so great i guess which all leads us to WrestleMania 36 his final match against AJ Styles which again not really a match it was a oh. a boneyard brawl which was the kind of the birth of these cinematic matches they're doing now yeah and it was so incredibly well done <laughs> it was amazing this this it was like watching a movie and
0: yeah. it's, a, it's a final fight scene I and mean, the, the cinematography on this was great you know it's weird because like taker like who put his hand through the uh the, the window <laughs>
1: the, you know bust his hand and, open. and actually cut himself yeah he had a, he had a huge gash <laughs> in his arm from that um but the advantage of it not being an actual match was that he could stop and they could fix it a little bit and then they could keep work or keep filming yeah um I thought that it was a great usage of a lot of things, like homage, like not homage, just a, a nods to the past of his character, with some druids at one point, um, the the symbol, the lightning, the fire, the motorcycle, the it was kind of all of the Undertaker rolled into one. Mark Calloway,
0: yeah, know? yeah, this is a yeah big compilation of sorts uh, and a great match. I mean, it was entertaining as heck, entertaining I mean, as hell, yeah, w- w- worth watching and stuff. And I never would have thought. You know, if you told me twenty years ago, AJ Styles is going to be his last opponent, you know, ever and a mania, and I'm it's, I hope it's ever. Um, I mean, and when, and when, it's, when, it's not even going to be in the ring. <laughs> no, yeah, well, you that would have been crazy. Had the, had the pandemic not happened, we never would have got this. It was almost like this is like one good thing to come out of the pandemic was the, you know, the fact that we got the cinematic match because we never would have got this had this you know, been a match. I don't know what we would really have got
1: at Mania. But, you know, yeah, like you, it, well, he he was working really hard to for a match at Mania. He was ready for a match at Mania, he said. Uh, then, tragically, his brother died a few weeks beforehand or something like that. And so he obviously had some problems around then, but the show goes on. Like he said, he had to go through with it. And um, they ended up doing it. Like you said, it ended up being fantastic. And I think it – obviously, no – the pandemic itself not being good. That's an obvious statement. Yeah. Um. But when you look for good things, innovations that came out of it, uh, um, that, you know, people thought on their feet and did new things and tried to make things work. This was one of the best ones and it came off wonderfully and to the point where we don't need another in the ring putting his body at risk match no. and we still got an epic final Visual of the Undertaker in a fight. Uh Chris even yeah. so the end where he rode off was an awesome ending. Yeah. He's on the motorcycle, does the fist up thing, the Undertaker symbol lights up on that barn or whatever, and he rides off with the Metallica song playing in the background. It's like, oh, this <laughs> yes, this is the cowboy riding off into the sunset, is what this is. And it worked perfectly for him. Um, Phillips saying that Undertaker will no doubt be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, j- without a doubt. It, he he'll probably yeah. go in next year. In all honesty, as long as they do a Hall of Fame,
0: yeah, as long as they can have an event where there's, where there's a crowd, he's going. In. I mean, he
1: could just be the whole show. I
0: mean, because that's he
1: really want. could. He really could. Um, He's he's without a doubt a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, it's it's the dude had such an incredible career that will never be duplicated. Thirty years yeah. in one company as one character. Um Hey, Kayla. Uh, 30 years with, uh, with one character in one company is just unheard of. And I loved Austin's line when he was interviewing him. He said, I thought maybe I'd outlast you and you outlasted me by 20 God years. Like that was a great line. And it just blows your mind to think 20 years longer than Austin lasted 20 years. It's granted. Yes. Towards the end, he was really spaced out and really only showing up for one or two shows a year but it was, it was worth it, you know, in the end to get to the final ending we got for the undertaker because we, granted, I thought there were other times he should have bowed out. That didn't happen. So we got through some of this other stuff that some of it was ugly. Some of it was good. And we got to this ending that was, that worked out really well for him.
0: Yeah. I, I, a, a great send off. Um, you know, obviously it would have been great if there was a crowd uh, to send them off would have been an outstanding moment, Um you know, so maybe it's, I, so I, I don't know, at some point, you know, either they, you know, redo that, or I guess maybe it's at Mania when he goes into the Hall of Fame. I think they're going to hold Yeah, when off. he goes,
1: w- whenever well, he goes into the Hall of Fame, I agree, they're going to wait for people.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you, you have to, because that's going to sell tickets, and then second, you want him to come back at Mania one last time, and, And do his thing in the ring or whatever he's going to
1: do it he'll he'll come out he'll come out do his speech or something like that you know in front of because they have all the people out there you know what i mean yeah and he'll be out there and he'll do some kind of speech or something like that he'll get interrupted by somebody he'll land a choke slam or something like that he'll do his undertaker pose the crowd will go nuts and that'll be you know it for the undertaker and Um, hopefully no more cameos oh no you know what do all the cameos you want man all of them and I want you to sneak in as many wrestling names as you can, like make it seem like you're going to another company. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I, so, yeah, I got a heck yeah. well, I of I a career. So, I got a list of questions. So, oh, no. Where do you, where, yeah, so.
1: Oh, Ooh, wait, where wait. does he know? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: What? Oh, okay. We're going with this one?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll go this way. Where does he rank okay. all time?
1: Ooh, Uh. as far as, I mean, like I said, Mount Rushmore Wrestling. I mean, he's, he's without a doubt on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Um, he, he, I mean, pro- again, one of the, probably one of, if not the best careers of all time.
0: I think character wise, like one of the best characters ever, just a gimmick that was just, I mean, not the greatest wrestler of all time. I mean, you know, and maybe not the guy who sold the most tickets, but, but, I, but career longevity, outstanding and one of the greatest characters of all time
1: but i'll tell you what even if he wasn't selling all the tickets i bet you he was selling a crap load of merch yeah (laughs) i I bet you he was selling a crap load of merch uh philip says he thinks he ranks number one of all time uh that's that's solid I, i i could see that michael wants to know who his last chokeslam will be will it be corbin could be uh i see it being somebody more like elias or somebody though you know why you know if we haven't changed Elias by now, like giving him any kind of revamp, well, why why bother the, doing that? That non-match at thirty-five
0: with Elias, where he just came out and
1: yeah, which it'll it'll just be a similar idea, you know. It's,
0: yeah, yeah, because you can you know see that because like Hogan would come out and do whatever, so, you know. you're Austin yeah.
1: and uh you know is it Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley at thirty-one Austin comes out every once 32. in a while and and drops a stunner every once in a while. I mean, it yeah. happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, this sort of thing can happen. It's 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 yeah. not like. It's not like because he's retired we'll never see him again. I do think we'll see him at least one more time when he's inducted into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So he's
0: gonna enjoy you know his family life and everything else with uh, uh, Michelle. All right. So uh, okay, uh, favorite moments, opponents. This you know maybe something we haven't talked about that you just that you
1: really liked. I mean, we covered a lot of the stuff I really liked. Um, American Badass was something I really wanted to focus on because that was that was one of the biggest things for me. I was I was really 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 hyped on American Badass, and people are gonna laugh, but American Badass, Big Evil, whatever you want to call it, is actually my favorite Undertaker. Um, I I I love Undertaker overall, but that's my favorite Undertaker. I really enjoyed that time frame. So uh, as far as favorite opponents, I mean, he worked with everybody during then. You know, I mean, Ric Flair, uh, Triple H. He worked with, uh, you know, excuse me, some weird WCW guys. You know, I just, he worked he, he worked with some weird people at that time. I mean, he worked with Brock Lesnar. He worked with – it was such a cool time frame for him because he worked with people left over from the Attitude Area and he worked with newer people.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, there was stuff um, – I mean, for me, my favorite moments was seeing him. Uh, you know, I saw him at, uh, I think, like four different res- wrestling events. I saw him at a house show. I, I saw, saw him, him here. The-
1: uh, SmackDown. Uh, he was teaming with Kane, so I got to see the Brothers of Destruction, which was cool as hell. Nice. Nice. And they were teaming against King Booker and Fit Finlay, I think. <laughs> and I think I think that's who it was, and it was and it was really fun to see live. Seeing his entrance yeah. live, anybody who missed out on that, I genuinely feel bad for you because they talk about certain people. There's an electricity in the building when when they come out. Yeah. John Cena is one of those guys. Uh, they'll talk about it. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm sure. CM Punk had that going for him when when he got really hot. But the Undertaker even for just a basic tag team match on a, Friday, on a on a Thursday night SmackDown or whatever it was, it, w- it was incredible to see live. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, for me,
0: you know, I said, like I saw him at SummerSlam 93, uh, the two manias, 23, 24, at 23. I was with my brother uh, and he, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't even say a casual wrestling fan, but he, I mean, he kind, of, kind of didn't really keep up with him. I was like, okay, when this guy comes out, like this is going to be an entrance that like, you know, you're not going to forget. Yeah, and just you know, with with the arena and the darkness and the smoke and just the slow plodding entrance and ah, uh, you know, so cool. I always think of the one too, um, and I don't complain about entrances, but the one I think where he lost to Brock, where he hit all the caskets,
1: right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know, with all with all the names of all the guys he beat and all that stuff.
1: Michael uh, asked I, which taker entrance is our favor, uh, favor, favorite, favorite favorite from WrestleMania, and you so like that one you just named was great. Uh, that, that would be my, my favorite. One. My personal favorite is his one against uh, CM Punk. When he comes out, and the he's standing there, and there's all the smoke, and there's all these hands reaching up at him, and it looks like all these people, like all these lost souls, and you're like that's kind of the way it's portrayed. Yeah, yeah. It was simple, but it was so cool looking. It was an amazing visual. I remember the still shots from it, and they were incredible looking. Um, it, it was a really, really cool entrance. So. Yeah, I, I also thought you know, the first time I think he started the entrances was nine when he had like
0: the, was it the bird with him or whatever? The vulture, was? yeah, yeah. Yeah, the vulture, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah Who
0: would have thought? Was that, did he have did he have Alice Cooper with him then? No, Cooper did three with Jake Roberts in Detroit. That's right. I was That's like, fun.
1: why did I, why do? Why am I thinking Alice Cooper? And I, yeah, Jake Roberts. He wrestled Jake Roberts. He wasn't with Jake. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, Lee's favorite moments, uh, of opponents.
1: Oh, Giant Gonzalez. I mean, come on, get out of here. Um, uh, Jack Gonzalez the, was the least favorite opponent. It has to be one. Of, he has to be at least in the talk, in the conversation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, other ones, uh, King Mabel for me, um, mm-hmm. went, went, like when they melted the urn, that might've been, uh, uh right. Uh, Mustafa Ali, or not Mustafa Ali, Kama Mustafa. Right. Um, you know, cause after the the Bundy feud, um, uh, you know, they, they melted the urn down and it became a necklace. And that's what Mo wore. And they had yeah. this horrible casket match where there's a big mistake with the, uh, with the, with the dropped, uh, or whatever you want. It was oh,
1: just... The Br- match... The match I, yeah,
0: this horrible match.
1: Michael brings up another terrible one. Everything with Kali. Uh, oh, God. Everything related to the great Kali was terrible. I don't care what we're talking um, about. The only person... I'm going to give credit where credit's due here. The only person who got a passable match out of the great Kali was Triple H, uh, which was... If that, if that right there doesn't prove to you guys that Triple H is great inside the ring, you're crazy. <laughs> um as far as other least favorite moments has nothing to do really with the undertaker. But when Muhammad Hassan did the whole attack, like, like terrorist attack thing on him yeah. um, after he, he beat Davari, um, did that even watching that live before it became, before it was like, uh, uh, nat, you know, made headlines for being awful. Uh, even watching it live. I was uncomfortable and didn't, didn't like it. I was like, Mm-mm. also, Really disappointed with what they did with Diamond Dallas Page when when he yes, came in. Yes, I was yes. fine with I was fine with him being the stalker and like I even kind of dug the Make Me Famous Dead Man. You know, like the the whole like he he was using Taker to make a name in WWE. I kind of dug that actually. That was kind of cool. But then he just really kind of got his ass handed to him by Undertaker, and it was over. Oh, and yeah, Sarah. And Sarah.
0: Yeah, had, had, had the match on Raw, and there was even a payoff in yeah. the pay-per-view, and Sarah pins him.
1: It's just like, yeah, like you know. like Philip says, it was straight garbage. I didn't hate the uh, the angle. I thought the angle was was okay. It was was all right. I hated the payoff for it.
0: I I, I agree with Philip a little bit more. I I don't know. I mean, the sh- the shock was great, but they, they they said nothing for DDP.
1: I I just felt it was odd, and you know, the well, ancient angle. I, uh, yeah, well, I mean, with that whole thing was a nightmare. But again, I like the idea of somebody going personal on Undertaker to get him to 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 come after them to make a name for because that you want to go, you know, you want to make a name for yourself. You go after the biggest dog in the yard, and that's Undertaker, you know. And I I dug that idea. I thought that was cool. That was a great way to get Undertaker's skin. But it was it, it just didn't it just it didn't no, work. No. Oh, right, Michael and- brings up. Hold on, Michael brings up another really bad moment. Uh, the uh, Boss Man thing in Hell in a Cell that was ooh, when we when we hung Boss Man that was um, that was bad that was maybe we wish we could get that one back that was yeah not great.
0: yeah that was the, that was the era where like some of the main matches you were know, were really good that was what fourteen yeah it, don't even yeah talk about that,
1: huh? but no yeah. no no right. best rival. Oh, his best rival because it's weird. Because you think about this well, is it like the best rival from a storyline standpoint, the best rival from an in ring standpoint, the best rival from like just a character, you know? Thing he had some great matches with Austin. We were talking about the one SummerSlam, match he, yeah,
0: because like, Austin got knocked out. I thought that was a really good match,
1: um, yeah. Was that the one where Austin gets knocked out and Earl like is standing over him and he goes, He looks at Earl and goes, Where am I? <laughs> and Earl goes where are you? You're in the garden. <laughs> 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 Such a good story. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously we know now that that's horrible for Austin's brain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It no, was just funny. No, but, yeah. It was stuff. just funny. Yeah. Um, Kane funny. in the nineties was a great, was a great rival for the undertaker. Uh, like as yeah. far as impactful, meaningful program. Whew, that was huge. <sighs> um, well, it freshened up
0: Taker. I mean, he needed it. Um, yeah, the Mick Foley yeah. stuff—that was a long feud, a lot of matches.
1: The Mick Foley but, stuff was great. Uh, um, the Edge, the Edge stuff was great. You know, the newer guy who yeah. was really, you know, trying to take over and 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 steal what would belong to the Dead Man, essentially. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody. I mean, like yeah, Shawn Michaels uh, has to be in that conversation. Michael, Triple, H, know, H, uh, Triple H. Triple H. Uh, yeah. Hogan it yeah. a couple of times, you know, that the the ninety, what two then coming will, back? In the early some people, 2000s. some people, some people point to Brock Lesnar just from a standpoint of, again, he broke the streak and and the the vitriol wow. between the two is from a character standpoint. Yeah. Um Man, for me, if I had to go back and watch one, one of of these best of rival things all over again, right. And I mean from the beginning like you can watch like if you're going to do Mankind it doesn't mean you can only watch like one one run through a pay-per-view. You can watch all yeah. of the Mankind Undertaker stuff. If I'm if you're telling me I can watch all of their stuff one more time, I think I'm going to watch Undertaker HBK. Okay. I think for me cuz HBK but I'm a little biased. HBK is my favorite wrestler uh like he he's my he's my number one of all time. Like he's yeah, he's my yeah. he, he's the guy who on my Mount Rushmore of wrestling, he's the first one I put on there. So yeah, uh, for me that's that. Oh, um, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, who would you put? Who is your best rival?
0: I I, w- I would say Mick, Mick Foley, just because okay. I, I thought it was just at a time the you know, the Attitude Era was, was you know becoming fresh. Um, yeah, you know, the Barton the Room brawl, obviously Hell in the Cell, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, they had more than just that, and you kind of forget like you know yes, they you do. Yeah. outside of Hell in the Cell. You know you, you gotta look back at these matches. like you know the buried alive match. Yep, uh, you know, which which is crazy and stuff, you know, and all the people coming out the the Barry Taker and just uh,
1: the Undertaker's alive.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, so, I, you going know, really good, Saka, with uh,
0: you know Taker at that
1: point. You know? How about <laughs> um, best rival? All right, I'm going to throw this out there, just as like uh, as a rival for the for the Undertaker that we never actually saw, but everybody wanted so bad it almost became a thing we all dream booked in our head. Sting. I mean, we never got Undertaker and Sting, but everybody, no. for some reason, everybody paired them against each other. Even when WCW was still alive, people thought Undertaker and Sting. Sting and Undertaker, you know what I mean? And so then when Sting finally showed up in WWE, we kind of all hoped. We're like, oh, I mean, maybe, then maybe. Maybe. And then we didn't get it. And it was a bummer. No. Sting got injured. We never got to see it. It is what it is. Um, what's I, funny I, is everybody... I, 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 when uh when the the AJ Styles match happened, I had pitched that if they were if they were gonna do one more, I don't want them to. But if they're gonna do yeah. one more, it needs to be like this, and it needs to be Sting and Undertaker, so they can finally yeah. have gotten that match out of the way in a controlled environment where both guys can can look can look good.
0: I I, th- I thought it would be great had they done it at um at thirty one, like instead of a right. Triple H match with uh, Sting, which I know right. you and I will still argue to this day that I, I still think the
1: wrong person won that match. Uh, know, but, uh, um, look, Sting, Sting, like, all right, Sting is not who I think is the best wrestler of all time. We just established yeah. that that's Shawn Michaels, but Sting is, or is my, is my num is my favorite wrestler of all time. And I don't care that Sting lost that match. Means the, the, the charisma.
0: Um, but yeah, but we, 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 didn't get that match. You know, there's some other guys in WCW, man. We didn't see, I mean, maybe Luger, you know, like in this prime, um, just you know, be, being a stronger guy is a different style, you know, bruiser Brody, obviously that, you know, that was, um. Late, you know, later. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Taker, you know, uh, those kind of matches and stuff. Um, you know, I, there may have been like I guess it's a Randy Savage Taker match, which I don't know if that exists somewhere, but if it wasn't on a pay per view or any event, uh, I think that would have been great if we had something I, like that.
1: I mean, there's, there's, I could probably point to a million guys that came and went that should have. Like, problem is, some of them should have gone better. They should have. They like the characters never worked out. The you know yeah. stuff like that um i'm thrilled that we managed to get like a a undertaker versus aj styles match even because that was fantasy book for a while just because of the phenom and the phenomenal aj styles i mean yeah. literally just the monikers made people you know fantasy book them absolutely so it, yeah. yeah the sheer fact that we got it was great uh i mean i would have liked to have seen some other stuff that you know would have been nice but really for me the one big one i'm always going to wonder about is going to be sting yeah
0: yeah later so i'm always stuff- going to wonder you know, maybe uh, you know Seth Rollins. Uh, did him and Braun Strowman have a match? I know they had a thing at, like a, a Rumble or whatever. But did, did, they um, did Undertaker
1: there? and Braun Strowman? I mean, he teamed with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Undertaker and think? Kane wrestled. Undertaker and Kane wrestled against Braun Strowman and Luke Harper. Okay. Okay. So there. Was, so there was that. But I mean, it looks like that's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I yeah, don't blame them
1: for. I I wouldn't want to put no. Braun Strowman in there with uh on, with Undertaker either. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs>
0: but the but the Sting match was yeah the one we never got, which is always like the big what if. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and that's the problem. Realistically, it wasn't in the cards. Uh, if Sting had managed Sting, if he had managed to come over right after WCW went under, we would have got it, and I think we would have yeah. got a really good match between the two. But it just didn't work out that way. Sting's contract was, you know, the Time Warner contract they didn't want to buy out because it was too expensive, and so Sting sat at home and collected money, and then he showed up in TNA and, you know, tried to help a fledgling company, which I, you know, I respect yeah. him for. But uh, it 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 just leaves us with the, you know, what would have happened, what could yeah, have. And,
0: and he wasn't crazy with what WWE was doing at the time. You know, he didn't like the whole right. uh, you know, the
1: Attitude Era PG thirteen stuff and everything else, which is right, funny. So- Did he watch WCW? <laughs> um so what's next mark
0: is this, is just gonna be home? Is he just gonna
1: you know be retired? Is he gonna do the family life
0: uh, with their and their young daughter or you know I
1: think overall yeah i think I think he stays out of the public eye a lot i think i mean he'll do interviews here and there he'll do you know stuff like that. There's not really much in the way of appearances right now, so I mean. He, he's not there's not much going to be happening there, but I think, you know, he may do a few interviews here and there, but I don't think we're going to get some kind of like hunting with the Undertaker TV show on the Pursuit channel or something like that. I think he I think he's pretty much done. because uh, well, yeah, we, we, got, we got
0: the big change of character this year. Never thought we would get that, Sean. You know, the whole, yeah. you know, the whole documentary, which was great. It, it I thought he
1: would just fade away. I, I thought so, too. But and, I and, love that he let us in. I will, I will always be grateful to Undertaker for letting us in towards the end yeah, of his career. 30 years since so, People got mad at him. Yeah, they, you know, they did. And you know what? Get over it. It's Undertaker's career. He's allowed to end it <laughs> how he wants. Um, and to be perfectly honest, we spent 30 years wanting to know a lot of this information, and now he's finally letting you in on a bunch yeah. of it, and you're mad. It's like, get over it. You know, Mick Foley's going around telling us stories and stuff like that. Nobody's mad at Mick Foley. You know, And I, I'm not either. I love Mick. Mick's a great guy. He's been on our show more than once at this point. Uh, and we yeah. went and saw him live. He he invited us personally to come see him. And we did. Yes. We're basically best friends. Deal with it. <laughs> um, does he it, write a look, book? It, it, you know, does he write a book? I mean, you know, he's not going
0: to be an actor. I mean, he did Supreme Commando, but let's be honest. I mean,
1: that's not his thing. Um, he could write a book, but I wonder to myself, does that even make sense these days? Like I mean books don't do what they once did unless no. they're about unless they're about dumb vampires. I, I know, mean but
0: I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know if there's money in that or our podcast, you know. Well he is a dead guy. He's a dead guy, Sean.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean he could I I could see the podcast thing happening if the right if the right thing comes at him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. like maybe shh, Conrad Thompson might approach him. And be like, hey, look, you know, I've been, do- I've had success with Jr. I've had success with Eric Bischoff. I've had success with Tony Schiavone. I've had success with Bruce Prichard. Who the hell cares about Bruce Prichard? Everybody now, um, <laughs> you know, that might be something he says, and he he does uh, a thing with um with somebody like Conrad or something like that. Um, I-, I like Chris's <laughs> idea. He could go on long rides on his bike, going from town to town, telling wrestling stories from when he wrestled in that town. I would actually love if he did something like that with the WWE Network, where it's like. It's almost like a road trip with The Undertaker, where he's on his motorcycle, he's traveling to different cities, and he's t- reminiscing about that city. You know, yeah. I think that that might be really, really cool uh, to do, and just get more stuff out of him like that. But again, I think you might you'd need you'd need somebody there kind of helping helping him tell the stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you mentioned the you know, the, the, if, if a book is not a good thing, you know, because that, that was the thing like fifteen twenty years ago, every wrestler wrote a book. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously the the reading's different now because it's all just done right yep. here, um, uh, but but still could be. I mean, people would, would pay to see that uh, or
1: read it. I'm sure. You
0: know, the podcast. You know,
1: <laughs> you can do an audio book.
0: They
1: <laughs> just could. listen to the uh, do the Undertaker is doing an audio book to you. <laughs> Chapter <was> one. one. <laughs> Chapter <laughs> one. You Can't know, just imagine do, that. <laughs> it would I would it would be pretty great. So I met Michelle at Outback Steakhouse. And then we, I mean, there's such a soothing voice. Yeah. But in any event, um, I think realistically, I think overall, I think he takes it easy. I think it's finally, finally time for him to, to rest. I no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, so. but not in peace. So uh, no, no,
0: I'm yes. sure Michelle's probably saying, okay, now it's your home. Here's what I need.
1: <laughs> Here's the honey do list that you haven't done for years. So it's going to take you some time um he's got you know he's got kids and stuff like that i think he's going to enjoy being a part of their lives so yeah so, in Absolutely. any event oh. I well, think
0: the, that's the it. uh the hung out tonight and you know, we had a lot of people uh watching from uh, time to time and stuff and uh, appreciate lots, lots it chiming in too and, and Philip, by the way, thanks. I know you commented on a lot of our posts. I appreciate you uh, hanging out with
1: yes, us. Yes, Philip. yes. And everybody, feel free to interact with us all the time. We, we appreciate it. Uh, whether we're live like this, going on and on and on, almost twice as long as we had originally planned to, or uh, whether we're not online and you just want to toss stuff on our Facebook page or our, our, send us an email or whatever. And how do you do those things, you ask? Well convenient because i'm going to tell you right now you can email us at espr at fn 99com so whether we're online or not boom you can reach us on our social medias facebook.com slash espr 99 and on the twitter at espr 99 always reach us there as well you can comment on anything we have going on there we usually throw up threads for big shows or there's big news or something like that and we love to hear you guys about that stuff um in addition to that make sure you search for us on all your podcasting apps because when we're done with this we always put it up in podcast form So go ahead and search for us, ESPR Wrestling, on all your major podcasting apps. Subscribe and give us a five-star rating and a review. When you do, it helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. And uh, in addition to that, uh, make sure you find us on FM99.com and 106.9thefox.com right under the media tab. It's the easiest way to keep up with our most recent episode every time. So right there. Uh Chris Boyd, great question before we go. Will he ever do table for three? If so, who would he do it with? I mean, I think right now, I you know what's funny he's got so many people he could do it with. Yeah. I think I think you could easily do one with you could Undertaker could be the centerpiece, and you could have, rotate two guys around him. You could do Undertaker and Mick Foley and Glenn Jacobs. You could do Under Undertaker and Mick Foley and Triple H. You could yeah, do Undertaker uh, and, and Stone uh, yeah. Cold and and HBK. You know what I mean? You could. There's tons of guys they could rotate this around with. And I'm just picking big names right there uh, that I feel like they'd be able to grab pretty easily to do it.
0: Well, well e- even like the Godwins and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That, you, you know,
1: because they they were buddies. I would actually love to see one that involves like Undertaker and um um the Godfather. <laughs> which I think would be great. And Savio Vega. I think it would be great yeah. to have the three of them around a the table talking.
0: Uh, absolutely. Oh, Michael, hundred percent agree with you guys. Loved everything tonight. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Mike. So Appreciate
1: again, that. thank you for joining us uh, until next time, which will be next week, I guess, which will be, well, that'll be our, our, our preview for the NXT war Games show, right?
0: Yes. 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 Oh, uh, oh, one good question here. Who should induct Taker to hall of fame?
1: There's a laundry list of people who could do it at this point. Um, it could be anybody from the Bone Street crew. It could be McFoley. It could be the Undertaker. It could be Stone Cold. It could be Glenn Jacobs. It could be Vince McMahon.
0: I almost I, I, I say Vince just because the way you know, Vince you know and in, 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 uh, introducing him for the last time, the uh, farewell.
1: It, it'll be whoever. But see, this will be whoever Taker wants it to be. This won't be Vince yeah. booking it. This will be who Taker wants it to be, and he may want it to be Vince McMahon just because of his relationship with him yeah in any event uh yeah uh thank you for joining us so much tonight when we are back next week it will be for our preview for nxt war games which is shaping up to be a great show so make sure you tune in for that lots to talk about on that front and until that time make sure to eat sleep podcast and repeat good night everybody